Ah, there we go. It's Thursday. It's the 2nd of June. And my name is Nigel Booth, the reality coach. And welcome to the reality check on a very special day. I think the vast majority of people are out there having a little bit of break from work because we've got this official two days off for the Mm. Queen's celebrations. And I want to welcome Glenn, who's sitting in the captain's chair yet again. Good afternoon, Sue. How are you? Hello. I'm very well, thank you, Nigel. How's things? Really, really good, actually. Good, really, good. really good. It's, it's great to have a little bit of time off just to relax, mm. you know, to do some of the, the, the DIY that we need to sort of get finished off. So I'm, I'm quite excited, to be honest with you. And I've had a great week. Ah, good stuff. Great week. I've started a, a new position today. Um, about working with, you know, I keep telling you about, we keep working with unemployed people. And oh, what yeah. we're doing is we're now delivering a cognitive change program. So we're really trying to get into the, the roots of what is stopping people from moving into employment and in bettering lives and, and just having a little bit of that experience that work brings you as well as the, you know, it's not just finance, it's, it's getting into the structure, it's getting into purpose. So, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's so true as well because, you know, like we often think of like a job, um, you can think of it as like a means to an end or something like that, but you spend such a large portion of your week in the daylight hours as well for Absolutely. most people in, in that situation. It's, it's, so you've got to, it's got to be right for you. You've got to enjoy it. You've got to be okay working with the people that you work with. And Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer, you know, that, you know, we, we've talked on the show on many occasions about our intent and, mm. and our passion. I think if we can really sort of relate into to, to people's intent and passion, we can find ways of monetizing most things. Yeah. So, definitely. yeah, an amazing week. Absolutely Great. amazing week. How's your week been? Uh, yeah, pretty good, actually. Yeah, I've been uh, pretty busy. Um, as I was just mentioning before, I was a bit poorly after the show uh, last week. Yeah, uh, that came saying. on really quickly about a food poisoning. And uh, I will spare our listeners any of the gory details. But I was really sick for three hours and then absolutely fine after. If anything, afterwards, I felt better than I did before. It was like, yeah, I think it's sometimes... Uh, getting a reminder of how ill you can feel, you really appreciate just feeling normal <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> and I also think, isn't that amazing that, you know, and, and I think you said this just, just before we came on air, was that, you know, your body is an amazing thing. Oh, yeah. It knows when it's, something's in there that's not right, it's just going to get rid yeah, of it. Absolutely, and yeah, and as horrendous as that process was for me, um, yeah, my body did exactly what it was designed to do, is get the poison out absolutely. as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Well, today we have got um, a return visit uh, from Amy. Uh, Amy came onto the show uh, to share her book that was was inspiring young people and, and getting out there and getting young people to really think about being a star and being somebody to shine bright and, and move into life with that mindset. And I know that we touched on a lot of stuff, Amy, that that we didn't have a chance to talk about. And that's what you've come back today to talk more about you, more about what other things that you're doing. So first and foremost, welcome yet again to The Reality Check. And how are you? Hello. Thank you for having me back. I'm really good. Thank you. Yeah, it's lovely to be here um, and just being able to share my passion with yeah. everybody. Yeah. And what's the beginning of your week been like? Say that again. What's the beginning of your week? Of my like? week? Well, actually, it's half term, isn't it? So I have had a bit more of a restful week, but um, catching up on admin and bits like that. Right. But uh, yeah. Because do you find that when you get to the, you know, because I, I know education, irrespective of the roles that, that, that we take in education, it's stressful, isn't it? 
when you've got all these young people that are excitable, you know, and, and from a, a non-educational person, you know, it can look like, well, this is easy. You know, you work six weeks, you have a week off, then you have two weeks and you have six weeks in the summer. But it isn't anything like that, is it? Absolutely. It can be very stressful, but I'm sure I can share with you um, some techniques that we use to make sure that it's not too stressful and we can try and engage the children and make sure they're getting the most out of uh, their education. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll definitely be sharing some of those things uh, because I'm sure some of our parents that are listening will be be able to hear it. Now, Amy, tell us just a little bit because our listeners will probably remember you talking about your book that you've written that is inspiring lots and lots and lots of uh, young people people right away across the UK and further a stream than, than that but you, you, you've got a number of different things that you do but one of the things that you do as a performer and as a teacher you you teach young people tell me a little bit about that sure yeah so I've actually been a teacher since I was 15 started teaching mm-hmm. dance um, and then from a very young age um, I remember teaching my teddy bears in front of my bed and okay. writing on my wardrobe um, so I knew I always wanted to teach um, and now I have progressed throughout my career to work with an amazing company um, and as their head of education I get to go around and deliver workshops assemblies in schools all over the country um, and focus on doing the thing that I love most um, which is educating and uh, just being involved in that whole continued learning process um, so yeah I get empowered to be able to do that with the company that I work with now so what is it that so you you, you turn up and you, you've got because it's sorry not, so yeah it's street dance specifically street that we sorry dance, yeah, I, thought, yeah. I thought I'd tease you and uh, lead you into that yeah we teach street dance um, but actually alongside that is empowering education so um, we encourage young people to be able to discover what it is that they want and how they can achieve that so we're used to working at a high end with professionals um, but then also absolute beginners so our street dance company Urban Strides have worked with many many famous people our dancers have gone on to work with the likes of Harry Styles performing with the Spice Girls Um, and yeah so we've got that kind of um, experience and that professional side of things that we understand what it takes to achieve success Um, But we also have the side of things where we work with people who've never done anything outside of their comfort zone before. And we kind of try and pull that out of them and get them to live their best life. Because I think that's got to be, you know, from uh, from and I'm trying to go back from when I was young. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think you'd have had much chance of getting me up dancing do you find that you know and i don't know if that's a male thing you know or not i think it is quite prominent for males and that that can be seen but um, i mean nowadays maybe there's just uh, misconstrued ideas about what dance is just across the board sometimes um it depends also where i am in the country that can have an impact on it right. um but yeah, my what I love most about my job is that by the end of every single class that I teach, I can guarantee you that everyone will have at least had a go um, at try and dance and we make it as accessible as we can for, for people to be able to include that. And I've definitely changed some people's opinions on it. I remember in particular, there was one boy um, from a school right up north um, in Yorkshire and he said to me, oh, I don't want to do ballet. Um, and uh, I said to him, hey, it's not, we're not doing ballet. <laughs> so he had all of these ideas about what we were going to be doing and he talked himself out of even being willing to try and I think the main thing is is 
as a teacher it's the most important thing for people to be willing to try new things course, um, yeah. because if they don't they're not going to see all those opportunities in front of them yeah that's right and so so it's urban strides is the company that's correct and you go up and down the country all the time doing this yeah so that's my job in particular is to go into schools um, I do the workshops and also present present assemblies as well um, in the areas that we work in so we also reach out to our local communities so if we mm-hmm. have a class in an area we're in Tame, Prince's Risba, High Wycombe, Buckingham, Aylesbury, Amersham, um, I can go on so and on. All but we over work the place. Yeah, yeah, but we work specifically in those areas doing assemblies and then I'll go all over the country doing workshops um in whatever school wants to have us in. Because I think that for lots of parents that that, that are listening um there's got to be some great techniques that you can give over to parents because as a parent myself and granted that my children have now grown up so we don't need to be in that sort of encouraging or as much as encouraging as I used to but when we come back I want you to sort of see if we can start to tease out how can we get our young people as our our sons and our daughters to get involved with something like this because it's got to be a way of self-expressing we're here uh, with amy and amy you're discussing about how you go into schools in front of literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of young people and you get them to be looking at self-expressing them with dance and different movements but how did you actually get this journey started for you i know that you're with urban strides now so how did you how did you start with urban strides Wow. Okay. So I actually started dancing when I was uh, in classes when I was three. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my parents just saw me bouncing off the walls around the house and knew I needed something. And we saw some dancers on holiday in their costumes all with sequins on. And my mum, I think she just knew that was that was for me. So I've been dancing since I was three. I started teaching dance. uh, when I was 15, 16, um, with the... You were teaching dancing at 15? I was, yes. Wow. So I, I developed and went through and did exams and uh, it was through the IDTA. Um, and we basically, I, I did that, loved it, then started my own company with my sister, um, okay. running a cheerleading academy. So we kind of went off to the side a little bit, went more down the athletic artist route. And I think after 10 years of that, I realized that I really had a passion for dance and we just weren't scratching that itch, you know? Yeah, um, and I'd remembered Urban Strides, um, although at the time that I'd first seen them, I was a teenager. And I often say to people how I always focused on our differences. You know, we don't look the same. We don't dress the same. We definitely didn't dance the same. And I just didn't see that it would be a possibility for us, our worlds to collide. Um, and then after a bit of a transition um, into looking to find a new career, I kind of moved on from what I was doing before and um, went back to Urban Strides um, to try them out. And it was the best thing I've ever done because... For me, it was reigniting that passion for dance. I wasn't mm-hmm. competing with anybody. I was yep. finally only competing with myself rather than right. trying to go and win trophies, yeah, um, yeah. which I was successful at, but it just wasn't making me happy. So when I joined Urban Strides, it was m- being on a pursuit for kind of reconnecting with what it is I loved about dance. And that's having the ability to just do it freely without judgment um, and 
over the last eight years, I've really found myself being there and had the support around me needed in order to do that. You mentioned earlier about what it takes to yeah. be able to do these things. That's definitely a key part of it. Um, it's having a tribe. I know you talk about that a lot on the radio mm, show as well. So course. it's having that tribe of people around you who we say, you know, will pick you up when you fall down, help you across the finish line and celebrate your wins with you. So not just working with Urban Strides fulfills a passion of yours but it actually enabled you to find a, a deeper sense of who it is that you are? Definitely. I mean, I spoke before the show with you, with you about this and uh, mentioned that uh, I think for the first first part of my journey with Urban Strides, I actually wasn't necessarily fulfilling my true self because okay. I still was quite naive and hadn't really worked with anyone else other than the company I'd set up myself with my sister. Mm-hmm. Everything was based in the same community and I didn't have that external influence to allow me to see beyond my limiting beliefs. Um, and then when I joined Urban Strides, I feel like I still kind of had this mask on. And over the last couple of years, um, being in that environment that allowed me to feel comfortable making mistakes, trying new things, I was able to then push myself further and actually reveal my true self. And I was scared to do that because I'd presented one image. But as I said, having the support and the, the trust in those people around me, I was able to discover who i really am i think that's so important isn't it and i think for lots of our listeners it's it's about how do we break out of not being who it is that we are mm-hmm. you know i think so many people so many of us will wear these masks that we think that everybody else thinks we should wear or i should be who it is that somebody else thinks i should be and you don't even realize you're doing it of course you don't and it just becomes quite used to to the point of where you say this is me Welcome back to The Reality Jack, and um, we've got Amy in talking today, and she's sharing with, with all of us about how she's moved through getting people to self-express through, through dance, etc., etc. And also, you, you do sing, which I want to sort of explore a little bit shortly, but okay. what I would really like to ask the question, if that's okay, is because you were saying just a, a couple of minutes ago that, you know, coming to Urban Strides you actually managed to find you. Yes, that's right. And I think um, it was it was a culmination of things. Urban Strides was kind of at the centre of it all, mm-hmm. but um, they helped me to realise the importance of having the right people around you okay. so that you can discover the best version of yourself. Because I think other people allow you to see the things that you never even thought were possible and mm. realise what your full potential is um, when you don't believe in yourself. Absolutely. I think it's it's, it's a bit... It's a bit crazy, really, sometimes, isn't it? The way that the mind works, because mm. we kind of know who it is that we are. Yeah. But a lot of the times, we don't present who it is that we are. We kind of present the mask. Yes. You yeah. know, and uh, and I remember, and we were discussing this uh, before coming on air about. I remember when I had my twenty thousandth birthday, and that is me being twenty thousand days old. And on that day, it was a Friday, and I remember a question popped into my head, and it said, out of those 20,000 days, how many days have you been you? And I think I mentioned it, like, it it took me out. I could not answer it. In fact, it scared me to think, how many of those 20,000 days have been Nigel Booth? Have I been me? So what was it like for you? To go through that process of actually doing something that you thoroughly enjoy, but then actually really starting to connect with that very deeper sense of self, that authentic you. 
Well, that's that's a very big question. And I think um, throughout my life, I've had different uh, moments of experiencing that. Um, but it was definitely enlightening and liberating. Um, I don't think at the time, I think it's when you look back on things, mm. um, when you look back and go, oh that's a significant thing that happened when you're in the middle of the process you don't always notice these things are even going on Mm. um but you perhaps have a feeling that something's right or wrong and you either go with it or you don't go with Mm. it so i think um throughout my life i've had a lot of feelings like that possibly um because i've always felt that i respect and love myself i just never felt like other people would understand that so I stopped trying to project who that was to other people which then massively impact impacts your self-confidence um so what so what kind of impact and and, uh, and I think for our listeners again there's going to be lots of people that listen to the show because again the show is about exploring the way that we think and the way that we feel and how that impacts upon the way that we present ourselves yeah. But how did it make you feel understanding that you weren't really presenting yourself? Well, it's it's quite sad to to feel that really and to, to kind of realise that, that you're not giving everything that you can when you think that you are, but you don't realise that you have... Uh, you've put a seal in a glass you know mm. that you can't push yeah, through yeah. you don't realize that's even there and you think well I'm trying my hardest for the life that I have um but a lot of people don't realize that you can step outside of that bubble and discover a, a million other things you didn't even know existed and when you're willing to do that and step out of your comfort zone that's when you grow that's when you find new opportunities and realize there's so much more to life than what you ever thought possible when you're in a very small, closed-off community. Yeah. So important to push beyond that. Absolutely. And it's, and I think the, it's, it's, it's fair to share as well that when we talk comfort zone, you know, because it sounds a really nice place, you know, yeah. because it's nice and comfy. But for a lot of us, for a lot of the time, our comfort zones aren't actually that comfortable. No, I'd say it's probably kind of more numb. It's kind of that numb existence of, well, this is easy. Yeah. This is the easiest yeah, option. Yeah. And it's not that exciting, but it's not uncomfortable. It's more being not uncomfortable, maybe, mm. um, than being comfortable. I think Pink Floyd came out with a song uh, some, some years ago called Comfortably Numb. Great track. Uh, absolutely. Amy, you've shared some, some quite interesting stuff there about what it was like really beginning to understand that the masks that you wear weren't particularly good for you and you went through working with Urban Strides and they they brought that tribe feeling to you. You know, we've talked on the show on many occasions about finding your tribe and finding your people. What is it like now? So you've gone through this process of, you know, from a very early age being a, a dance teacher and you, you've moved through and you set up your own business and then you went to join Urban Strides and, and you found your tribe and they allowed you and enabled you to really find this deeper sense of self. So what is it like now on reflection to what life is? I feel like now that. I am refocused, but mm-hmm. that also I would also like to highlight to people that feel like they have are on a journey to self-discovery that that doesn't necessarily mean it is easier. 
And I want to say that in a positive way because I believe that the challenge of life is at the center of everything that you do that's worthwhile. So I'd actually say knowing more about who I am now and what I want and who I want to continue to be or develop to be actually sometimes makes life more of a challenge. Mm. And in understanding that and enjoying that and choosing to look at that in a positive light, life becomes a lot more interesting um and there definitely do come a lot more obstacles because you're opening yourself up to more opportunity therefore you need to be willing to have more failures so that you can learn from and i think as adults it's very difficult to get your head around that because we forget what learning is like absolutely and it's it's strange isn't it really because we hear all the time people say we're always learning we're always this but we do tend to forget that, you know, and I think for a lot of people, we, we, we leave education and we get into a job and we think, this is it. Yeah. You know, we, this is the job I do. And of course, we get better at it. But we had uh, somebody on three, four, five weeks ago that, that, that ran from Johnny Groats to Land's End at the yes. age of 71 and didn't start running until he was 51. 51. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's never too late. But it is about enabling people to, to, to find that start point. Yes. You know, I think that the, the old um, saying that the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single footstep. So you're well and truly on your journey of a thousand miles and, and discovering who you really are. So what is the difference now then for you? What's, what's the major difference for you? I think it's, uh, I mean, I feel empowered. I feel like I have a feeling inside i think these become very difficult to explain because everybody's experience is different and it depends what kind of person you are and what your perspective is of life but it's this feeling inside that just feels a little bit more at ease there isn't that that kind of frustration or that um there are things that are frustrating still but it's that before i had this underlying feeling of something's not right Mm. something I'm not doing something I should be doing Mm -hmm. and the more I go into my own journey of self-discovery the more I feel that that uh, pressure or that um, that feeling of being held back has dispersed Mm. and it just feels a little bit more light every single time you do something that's true to you um yeah i'd say you just feel a little bit lighter yeah and i think isn't it incredible you know we we thoroughly enjoy doing the show sharing with our listeners stories like yours but the biggest thing that we always get is is when we tell our story in this particular fashion it has a huge impact as well you know so uh, what would you say to other people out there that were probably going through similar to what you went through and wanting to do similar things to you what what would advice you'd give to people about finding that deeper sense of who they are well very briefly i would say that um the most important thing is to stay true to yourself everyone mm-hmm. says that all the time but i think the biggest thing is to not allow other people's judgments to influence that a lot of people wouldn't believe how unconfident a person i am or can be at times mm. or have been in the past um and yet i've managed to present myself in a way that comes across as bubbly and, mm. and uh, you know um, influential so I think um, other people's perceptions of you aren't really important to to where you end up your journey what's important is 
what you know to be true about yourself and that really that's that's the most important message uh, you need to focus on and i think that's the message that we're going to give to all of our listeners thanks for listening in today guys amy thanks very much for coming yeah, in thank you thank glenn you. thanks for being the, the producer and the captain in the chair as usual thank you Nigel. And we, will see, we will see you all next week see you all soon bye-bye